Hello, and welcome to my informal podcast. This is Stephanie. I have a lot I want to say to the point where this is now the third time I've tried to record this because I start recording and then I end up just going off on this whole long thing. And I need to be careful about how I word all of this just because of the environment right now. There are a couple of news items I wanted to touch on, but the main theme of this is what would you do if you were living in Nazi Germany prior to Germany going full Nazi? Would you speak up or would you be silent? Would you be turning your friends in or your family members in? What would you be doing? I believe we are there now. We have talked about this for years, many of us. What would we do? And this is where we are at now. And it's not just America. It is the entire West. All Western democracies are now becoming in danger of turning into an authoritarian type of one-party dictatorship. And I don't mean to sound, you know what, I do mean to sound overly alarmist. I don't want to be political, but since I've watched what has happened since COVID, I don't think I have a choice. It's like, I can choose to be silent, but then will I be able to be able to face my maker when that day comes? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not as dire as I think it is, but I actually think it's pretty dire. And while we do have some good news, it seems like they might be backing off on booster mandates and whatnot, because at some point they're not going to be able to hide how how bad these uh, are potentially dangerous, these new vaccine technologies are, they are still going full force on the cancel culture and the authoritarianism. So in Canada, they are now sending police officers to people's homes if they support the Freedom Convoy on Facebook and other social media platforms. And there is a video that's going around of a female police officer knocking on a woman's door saying, oh, we're just going to provide you with some information. Well, that's intimidation. That's what it is. That is intimidating somebody over their free speech. Uh, It's certainly not American. I know they're in Canada, but it's uh, probably not Canadian too. They are intimidating people for supporting the convoy. That is wrong. They are also freezing the funds now from Give, Send, Go, and the Ottawa politicians have talked about this, and it's now on a recorded zoom call that's being passed around and I think that's also very horrible and scary because they're basically picking and choosing what political speech can be supported then I listened to the first live video from walkaway founder Brandon Strzok last night I just happened to be on getter which is an alternative to twitter I'm not using it because I identify as conservative I don't think I'm conservative. I I think I'm more middle of the road. But I support them for being pro-free speech. And I was on there because I'm sharing my articles there. And I just happened to see that Brandon was doing a live stream. I was supposed to get some other work done, but I was like, oh, I got to hear what he has to say. And what he said shocked me and scared me to my core. So I'll talk about that briefly. But I wanted to share just a little bit about Walk Away if you don't know what it is. And also to dispel some lies about it, because I think that's important. I'm not going to share my whole story here, but the short version is that 
I saw the Democratic Party becoming a party that was fomenting division and hatred for a while now. And on the surface, they're good causes, but the way they go about pushing those causes is very authoritarian and it is very much creating hate and fear of people who think and believe differently. And I don't agree with that. For that and some other reasons, I left and I didn't become a Republican because I have some issues with the Republican Party. So now I'm politically homeless. When Brandon started Walk Away, I was very excited and I joined the Facebook group. A number of my friends also joined, including a black man, two Hispanic guys, and a woman. So this idea that it's a group of white supremacists, which has been promoted by the media, is a big load of BS. And I used to read those testimonials regularly. My black friend, he loved hearing about other black people who have left the Democratic Party because he's one of those who believes that the Democrats have been using black people for years without doing anything to actually help them. And so he feels very strongly about helping other black people get out of the yoke of the Democratic Party. And so I would regularly send him testimonials from black people from Walkaway because he was very excited and interested to hear them. And there were a lot of them. So I know firsthand that this was in no way white supremacist and there were gay people and trans people and people of all different religions and races and everybody was kind and excited and very positive energy. It was a, it was a very, very positive energy. And of course, after what half a million people or more had joined, Facebook shut it down, tried to claim it was an extremist group, which is just complete crap. So Brandon is a gay man and he looks like a movie star. So he is completely the, the most perfect face for this movement, which is probably why they need to try to shut him down. He was at the January 6th protest. And I have this concern. Now, let me frame this in this way. What if after the 2020 election, Trump had won and the Democrats were saying that Trump had rigged the election, that there were some problems with the mail-in votes, that the Republican poll watchers weren't letting the Democrats in to watch the votes being counted, that there was this story where in Atlanta there was a, a, a water leak that somehow made it strangely impossible to get the votes counted in a timely fashion. What if a consistently blue state like California suddenly went red, which is what happened with Georgia, which is usually red and that turned blue. And that they were trying to uncover this alleged voter fraud, but, but quite a few judges threw out the cases because they said, well, there's no standing or you don't have enough evidence and we don't believe you or whatever, but that they still believed firmly that there was some voter fraud and they were having a protest against it. So I'm just saying, imagine this. We're turning the tables. The Democrats are there protesting in front of the Capitol, and some of them end up going inside of the Capitol. And when inside, one of the women protesters gets shot by a guard and killed. And then outside, a black female protester gets uh, beaten by cops and ends up dying 
which is actually what happened to January 6th. I don't know if you know this. I just found out about this. A black female Trump supporter was killed. Uh, have you heard about this? I, 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 to me, that's really shocking. So then you have pictures of Democrats and progressives running through the halls of Congress or whatever, smiling, and maybe one of them is wearing a, sh is a shaman with a shaman outfit on. And, uh, but everything gets cleared out and the protest is over. What would you think, or what would the progressives think if after this protest, the Democrats were labeled insurrectionists or seditionists or engaging in treason and that many of them were rounded up and put in prison, maybe a grandmother who was just allegedly just there. Uh, and maybe they waited for like a year before they even had a hearing. And now we're being told that anytime you question the integrity of the election, you're, in, you're questioning the integrity of democracy and you're therefore fomenting terrorism. Let's say Trump was saying that. How do you think the left would react? How do you think the left-leaning media would react to that? What do you think they might do? I'm not sure what they would do, but I'm pretty sure they'd be saying that we were living in a dictatorship. And this is what you need to do. And I think this is a good thing to do on both sides is to put yourself in the shoes and say, well, how would I feel about this if it was the, the people I disagree with or the other side? And then look at it so that you can look at it more objectively and fairly. Because I look at this situation and I did watch the live streams so I'm not going to pussyfoot around and say there was never any sort of violent stuff going on. I definitely saw one live stream where there was a group of guys who were having a literal battle with police uh, outside of the Capitol, not in the Capitol. I don't know who they were. I don't know what side they were, they were on, but there was definitely, there was definitely some fighting going on. So I'm not going to say, oh, it was 100% peaceful. I don't know what the intentions of some of those people were. If there were some people who legitimately thought that the election was stolen, that they, they had to go and try to take the country back, maybe there were people who were fomenting what some might call a literal insurrection. But let's just say for argument's sake that there was some election fraud. What are the rights of the people to redress that? So I'm just putting that out there. Um, for what it's worth, Brandon Strzok claims that he was on the opposite side of the Capitol to where the action was going on. So apparently that video that I saw where they were actually fighting, he wasn't anywhere near that. He was on the other side of the building and he was on the steps. So he wasn't even inside. And apparently he said something in a video that sounded like, come on or let's go. I'm not sure what he said. And he had a video of that, that he'd put up on Twitter, not realizing that he was going to hurt himself by doing that. And then a family member reported him to the FBI. I can't believe that. But see, this is where I'm like, wow, we, this is totally Nazi Germany. <laughs> We've got family members who are reporting people. What? Why? Why would you do that to your family member? You know why you do that to your family member? Because you've become so brainwashed by false media reports that you're you're actually believing what the media is saying about your family member that they're a white supremacist even though they're not 
than actually just talking to them and asking them, right? This is really sad. So I watched his video and I, my heart went out to him. I couldn't believe it. He said that uh, he woke up one morning, the FBI knocked on his door at 6 a.m. They basically arrested him. They stripped him of all his clothes. They, in, uh, they injected him with a syringe to see if he had TB. They threw him in a jail cell with a, a, a repeated, what is it, what, drug offender? I don't know. He Anyway, he, it didn't sound like who he was put in a cell with was a pleasant person to be with, but he didn't talk about him that much. He was put in a cell for a couple of days. He wasn't given any rec time. He, he realized once he was in there that he had no rights anymore. They didn't know when he was going to be able to see the judge. He said they didn't ask him any questions, that they had already determined that he was guilty. And fortunately, he was able to get out of jail after two days, but he was so in, in shell shock and PTSD from this that he said he was considering, not necessarily seriously, he was considering suicide. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, what country am I in? This isn't the country that I grew up in where someone is arrested for being at a protest and then thrown in a jail cell. Protesting is one of our rights as Americans. Yes, and it includes protesting at the Capitol. Now, yeah, some people went into the building, but so what if they were peaceful and went to the building? I, You know, the left does this all the time. Why is it okay for one side to do it, but it's not okay for the other side to do it? This is where we're looking at a one-party rule. And I don't think that the current Democrats are actually genuinely progressive. And you can watch Jimmy Dore. That's D-O-R-E. He's a real progressive. And he will explain why the Democrat establishment is not actually genuinely progressive. It's like they they do what's called like greenwashing. They say, oh, yes, we're so pro-environment. We're we're against climate change. And then they do all their manufacturing in China where there's like terrible environmental regulations. There's horrible devastation that's done to the environment. There's smog everywhere. There's polluted waters. You know what I'm saying? So so they're basically progressive on the surface, but I don't think they're genuinely progressive. They think I think that they're after power. It's not just the Democrats. There are people in the Republican Party who are part of this and they just want power. So right now they're using the Democrats to uh, the people who are identifying as Democrats and using them to justify this power. But they could just as easily switch and put some conservative in there and then use the Republicans to promote power. Because that's what they did during the Bush years the GOP and the Republicans were the ones who were taking away the rights of people. And now it's switched, but that they could switch it back at any time. So I'm not saying this is right versus left. This is this kind of progression, starting with the Patriot Act and setting up the Department of Homeland Security and setting up this apparatus where uh, Americans don't have rights anymore like we used to. And now a story just came out where... Apparently, the CIA is gathering bulk surveillance on Americans. It wasn't GOP politicians who let this come out. It was two Democrats who actually got this information to come out. So I'm not saying it's all Democrat. All Democrats aren't bad. All Republicans aren't good. There's good and bad on both sides. But there's definitely, um, sorry if I'm sounding conspiracy here or a conspiracy analyst, as um, Russell Brand would say. So... I don't really want to be talking about this stuff. I'm supposed to just be talking about nicey, nice, holistic things and health issues. But we have a serious problem 
uh, here in America and we have a problem in Canada where people who protest and aren't on the side of whatever the establishment deems the, is the right position will be labeled as terrorists. And then, you know, the supporters will have somebody knock on their door and say, did you go and like the Freedom Convoy on Facebook? I need to have a talk with you. Or were you a January 6th? I'm going to put you on a no-fly list. This is, uh, this, this is really, really scary. Um, so Brandon Strzok is apparently on a, a, a list, a TSA list, where whenever he goes to the airport, about like 10 TSA agents have to follow him around and check every single aspect of his baggage to make sure that he doesn't have something explosive in it, which is, which is crazy. He's, he's a very peaceful guy. <laughs> so, so they're wasting our taxpayer money on this, too. I would encourage you to listen to his talk. I found it to be really shocking. I'm still processing it. And to be honest, I don't know if we can get out of this. I I would like us to have a peaceful resolution. I encourage you to watch the movie Gandhi. Gandhi got rid of the British government through entirely peaceful means, but it meant that people had to stand up and allow themselves to be beaten in order to change the tide. That's really what did it. He had his uh, followers just allow the British to just beat them up because then that made the British look bad. And then somehow through that, they ended up leaving. They didn't fight them back. Um, I don't know if we can do that. I want a peaceful solution. I want, uh, I think we need to have peaceful strategies. Um, but um, yeah, this is, this is, this is very concerning. And so, you know, and then I have this uh, woman on Getter who, is running that nonprofit organization that is trying to demonetize anybody right of center. Uh, she actually followed me and commented on something. And then I'm like, great. So now I'm on a list too. And I'm not even conservative. I'm just somebody who I think tries to be, uh, well, I, I, I call myself upwing now. Upwing is neither right nor left. I'm trying to tr transcend it. <laughs> but whether that makes any sense to people, I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm just, I'm just very, I'm just very saddened by all this. And if you try to talk to people who are still caught up with all of the, the media brainwashing, they don't get it. And they've become so frightened and terrified of the so-called, you know, groups like Walkaway are not white supremacist groups. But if you try to explain it to somebody who has this fear of anybody who's, I don't know, even slightly right of center now, they, they've got this boogeyman that has been created. If I try to explain that to them, hey, look, there's a whole lot of people in there. It's very diverse. It's very loving. They, they won't listen or they'll think that I'm denying the reality of the problems or they just uh, shut down. And I have some stories about that, but I could be talking for a lot longer. So I'm just going to leave this here for now. And maybe I'll talk more about this later. I'm, I feel like I'm putting myself at risk by doing this, but we have to try to change this direction sooner than later, or things are going to get really bad. And to the point where I'm actually thinking, am I going to have to leave the United States at some point and try to find maybe a third world country that has less surveillance and regulations in order to live free when I get old and elderly? Like, I, I'm, I'm just weeping for my country. And I'm, I'm also weeping for Canada with the way that they're handling that convoy. Um, it's just it's just sad. So tell me that I'm just being overly, I'm not being overly concerned. I have a pretty good radar. That's my problem. <laughs> so, so anyway, if you have any solutions, let's hear about those. Alrighty.
Thank you. Bye-bye.